Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome into the program. What's up? It's the middle of the week, the greatest day of the entire week. That's what we say. Why? Because we're the eternal optimist. It's time for us to carpe diem all over this place, baby. And we're ready to do that like we are every single day. Welcome into it, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, though, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Always appreciated your Millennial General reporting for duty as we do every single day. Bit of a programming note before we get started today. As you know, we've had some major battles with social media. Very difficult to, for us to get into the algorithms or for our shadow banning or even our Facebook jails and our YouTube jails. I've had it with YouTube. I'm done, man. At least doing the live streams on there. We are not live streaming on YouTube today. For those that watch the live streams, you, you're more than welcome to. We have it on really a lot of different sites. On our own personal show pages on Facebook and on Twitter. And we did it on YouTube, but it's not on YouTube anymore. We have our Twitch.tv, which uh, really is actually getting some traction. We get a new follower or two every day on Twitch.tv. And I think that's it. I think that's it for right now. Uh, so we have those. But also we have our partners with OpsLens that also do their Facebook page and their Twitter page and their Getter page and their Twitch page as well. And uh, we get a lot of following, a ton of following from theirs, along with NextGen USA. So we're really all over the place, but I stopped doing the live stream on YouTube because I got another email, another one just yesterday, saying that we are on strike two again. For those that don't know, uh, YouTube does three different strikes. The first one's like, hey, here's a little warning. Second one, they block you from doing any live videos for like 30 days. The third one, they just delete your account. And we've been on strike two for a while. And then it goes away and then it just comes back. And the reasoning is, is because they are way behind on monitoring our content. They're flagging things that were like two or three years old now. I mean, the video that I saw today that saw that they had flagged as misinformation is the category that they threw it under was way long ago during the COVID-19 pandemic, really, when we had the really gnarly beard, which are looking back at it, man, I apologize for having that really gnarly beard a couple of years ago that was really long. It was scraggly. It wasn't even like good looking in any way, shape or form. So I apologize for that. I thought it was nice. I had never grown out a beard and I've always kept it relatively short. I tried it for a while, but yeah. Yeah, we're just going to throw that one out there. So I, I was looking back at the old videos uh, from the ones that they were blocking, but they're blocking those, which means we keep fading between the uh, the first strike and the second strike, and then one expires, and then another one hits. They're like two or three years behind on their censorship, which means there is no way that we're going to gain any traction on YouTube. So we just stop streaming on there altogether. Now, that being said, what we are doing, however, is because of that, I I have a Rumble account as well. I know a lot of people are starting to use Rumble as opposed to YouTube because of that censorship, and we've never really done much with our Rumble account. So here's the new feature we have for The Voice of Reason, is now instead of actually streaming the show live on YouTube and trying to stream live on Rumble, we are now going to be posting at least a video a week, if not two videos a week, 
and posting them on as recaps of the shows. Majoritively going to be interviews that we've done, and it'll be kind of a collection of archives of the program, of some of our favorite interviews that we've done throughout the weeks, and then we'll post like a best of or one of the best ofs or a couple of the best ofs uh, the following week on there and make them little 10 to 15 minute videos of just those interview segments. And the first one posted today, which you can find on our YouTube page, just search for Who's Your Reason at Who's Your Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also on our Rumble account as well, again, at Who's Your Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on Rumble.com, as we're going to start utilizing that more because I know a lot of people are enjoying Rumble. I enjoy Rumble, although I do have one beef with Rumble, is at least for me, when I go on there, every time I try to watch a video, I literally get interrupted every 10 to 15 seconds with a new ad that's running, and it's kind of annoying. So I don't know if that's a normal thing or if that was just my experience a couple times that I've been on there. But I have uploaded that. The first one posted today, you can go and check it out and get on YouTube and on Rumble for our social media for the snippets of the program and some of the best of content that we have for you to enjoy some recaps of the voice of reason you can do that you can also go to the uh, the podcast which is the entire program of every show every day and we do really well with our podcast programming as well all right so that's our programming note and if you check out our youtube check out our rumble i appreciate that and you can see some really cool action on there coming up on the program today we have kaylin door he is the chief marketing officer for the search engine and web browser of tusk t-u-s-k tuskbrowser.com and we'll talk with him we'll talk about some free speech We'll talk about internet search engines. We'll talk about the web browsers. We'll talk about data collection and social media and free speech and Google and everything of that sort, which you can go to tuskitbrowser.com and we'll have some fun with that conversation in just a little bit. I wanted to go down the road because the Federal Reserve did raise their interest rate hikes again, and I don't want to talk a whole lot finance, so we'll do that here in a little bit. But let's go into the other weird thing because they go after me for misinformation on YouTube, obviously, for uh, a lot of it was either the January 6th stuff. One of them was actually inciting violence. Did you know that? Our show was apparently inciting violence by talking about Donald Trump and defending the fact that he didn't have anything to do with the January 6th deal from a few years ago. And that content actually was labeled as inciting violence on YouTube. The misinformation, the lies that they say I'm spreading because that's just the way they roll, baby. You are fake news. Yeah, so you want to talk about crazy misinformation? Let's get into the radical woke industry of the day. What do you say? Oh, man. What's trending today? I don't know if you followed this anymore if you're just sick of hearing about it, but a show of hands, how many people are still buying Bud Light out there? There is a headline that came out today showing that they are still struggling a little bit. The woke mob, the woke industries, the woke corporations are still in the downward trend. Bud Light's down and Disney shares are down and Disney's starting to lose money because, well, evil Ron DeSantis is just killing off his entire industry and not letting them be their own government within their own land kind of thing. <laughs> I know. A little strange. But nonetheless, that's uh, they're, they're on the downward spiral right now. The latest numbers show that Bud Light has seen sales drop 26% during the week that ended on April 22nd when the news broke regarding their partnership with Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender individual that's a social media, I, I guess I want to say influencer, if that's what you want to call him. But according to Fox News, Bud Light has shed a total of 21% of their sales the previous week, meaning last week, and 11% the week before that. Total sales down 8% year over year, according to the 
latest numbers right now. Bud Light has tried to undo some of that damage that's caused by the Mulvaney campaign by doing some hoorah NFL draft parties and playing some American songs like Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band and supporting them at country music festivals and trying to show that they're still an American, even though they're not an American company, they're German now after being bought out, but they're still American. And they want to bring back the hoorah good old boy that they miscalculated being the vast majority of their buyers of the beer. Now, for a good old American boy, nothing against individuals of the other flavors, but they feel a little weird when they buy a case of Bud Light. Feels a little strange. I saw a meme uh, of everybody remember the movie Broke, Brokeback Mountain. There was the two cowboys looking at each other and they're like, oh, when you find another cowboy buying Bud Light next to you. I, again, it's not a hit on anybody not an attack it's just there's a weird stigma around it now either now it's an expression of whether you support a movement or not just by purchasing a beer which is kind of a weird position for us to be in and i think a lot of pundits are realizing it and a lot of uh, uh political pundits especially are saying how internally they're hearing about the scrambles within the bud light company on trying to recover from this and i don't know that they can for bud light i think this is an unmitigated disaster and it is completely and totally self-inflicted and i don't really know how they are going to climb out of this mess because people are now ridiculing others when they see them drinking bud light like if you're a guy and you're out at a bar for a long time, people would just court sort of order Bud Light because it was a generic name brand that everybody knew. Now many people, when they walk up to the bar or they go out to the grocery and they're buying a beer, they're thinking to themselves, I'll buy anything other than Bud Light. And, and I think this is a warning to all brands out there that have learned over the past 20 years or so there are no consequences for going super woke in terms of trying to appeal to the far left wing in this country. So that was Clay Travis on Fox News earlier today, and it makes sense. I mean, there is a vastly different marketing scheme today than what we had seen in the years past, because whether they recognize it or not, it wasn't the frat boys that were buying Bud Light. Maybe it was. I mean, I was a college kid, and that was what I drank when I was in college, and now I taste it, and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, personally, but nonetheless, I drank it a lot when I was in college because it was cheap and it was easy. And it, uh, you know, you could drink a large quantity of them and look like you had a high tolerance while you were trying to impress the ladies with the adult beverages during the uh, party scene. So I guess they misquoted. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Talking to the young kids nowadays, that's not their flavor of choice because now they've gone from let's see how many brewskis we can pound down uh, during a party to I'm going to drink a micro brew and I'm going to have one or two and buy a six pack for a couple of us because they're really strong and we don't want any watered down crazy beer like that one. Uh, personally, I don't drink it much anymore, but there is a massive marketing change that we've seen over the years. Most of Bud Light's brand is purchased by men and in the trans universe, men by and large have not responded favorably to influencers relating to the trans audience, right? Women, it seems, uh, there are lots of men like Dylan Mulvaney who decide to identify as women that women have responded to in a favorable way, at least according to marketing. All right, let's stop right there for a second. Does that mean that they either didn't know their marketing plan and now the sales from men are dramatically down because 
the country boy that's bailing hay all day that wants a beer at the end of the day from sitting in the hot sun bailing hay doesn't want a Bud Light because of this movement and what it could uh, mean or what it could identify as. So they're going elsewhere. So are they giving that up for the potential women demographic, which is identifying more so with Dylan Mulvaney, which I question myself as well because I don't know how many women openly say yes, that is what a woman persona is like with them being over the top with their language, with their personality, with their expressions, and talking about how when you feel really bad you need to go buy something. I thought, at least in my mind, when we talk about the appropriations, that that was bad, assuming of someone's persona and personalities and characteristics based on their gender or their race or whatever else they identify. I thought that was bad to assume that. But apparently, if someone's transgender and they self-identify as in that way, then it's really courageous because, oh, they totally they totally nailed down the whole persona of a woman, that you cry a whole lot and you eat a lot of ice cream and go out and go shopping when you feel really bad and you have this over-exaggerated personality and characteristics and expressions when you're talking. I thought that was a bad thing. And I was told that was a bad thing by the progressives that said, don't assume because you can't appropriate in that way based on gender or sexual orientation or skin color or heritage or culture, or whatever else they try and tell us. Because if you do that, then you're probably a closed minded bigot and a racist. Fascinating how it's kind of on the other side now, right? There are none that I can think of women who now identify as men that men have responded to. And so I think it's emblematic of Bud Light not really understanding who their consumer is. That is very true. The marketing has changed. I remember some of the old school Bud Light commercials back in the day. The reason I bring this up is not only because we're watching the woke companies die, but while the woke companies are dying, the government doesn't quite grasp that because they have a new face for recruitment for the Navy. We'll do that when we come back here for a Wednesday on The Voice Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. You remember those good old Bud Light commercials? I remember back in the day, back in my day, I remember when beer commercials used to be entertaining. I remember when beer endorsements used to be fun, especially sports related, because that was the vast majority of individuals that drank the adult beverages was after a hard day's work when they wanted to watch a, a game, whether a football game or basketball or whatever. Remember all those great Super Bowl commercials? First off, when they actually used to be good. I have not laughed at a Super Bowl commercial in probably three, four, five years. They just haven't been good, honestly. And Bud Light was a huge one there. The one that sticks out the most, which was just, it was just fun. It was just a fun commercial. It's just, it hit to a T what their demographic was during the Super Bowl. Vastly male, vastly just exciting. And it was an entire, remember, it was an entire house that was built out of Bud Light cases of beer. And it was the house, and it was like the chairs, and the couches, and everything, where they were just stacked cases of Bud Light. And on top of those chairs that were of stacked cases of Bud Light were girls in bikinis. 
Not that I remember what the girls look like, but that was the point because it was supposed to attract the male and it was just a cool commercial and everybody was having a party there and everybody was drinking. That's what the type of commercials need to be of an adult beverage, not making some type of political statement. And this happens either from I would I'd like to say and give the company the benefit of the doubt and say that the reason they made these decisions is because they're now a German based company that owns Budweiser and Bud Light and therefore they don't know what American cultures actually like to try to pander properly to the American consumer. But then you see other companies like Disney doing the same thing that are right here on the home front. So I guess I really can't make that comparison. But moving from that, as they're going down to their self-destruction mode, which all the power to them, they have the right to do that. Moderna apparently is creeping up to be the number one most sold uh, beer in the nation. Bud Light's still holding on to that for the moment, which is a shocker. I didn't realize that they were that terribly big. But with losing all the money, losing all the support, and seeing their shares down near 10% year over year so far, year to date, is an indicator that they're in a little bit of a panic mode. Moving away from that for just a second, the other big headline today that sticks out on the same kind of front... What's trending today? Is, and I... It's interesting why they would do this. The question is just why. And it really brings up the red flag for me is I think that General Milley, the head of the military, is a lying liar liar out there because now, according to BreitbartNews.com, do you know the the first influencer, social media influencer that the Navy is using now to try and use for recruitment is a current U.S. Navy man, second class Joshua Kelly, who is a drag queen that goes by the name of Harpy Daniels. Now, that is confirmed by the U.S. Navy and Breitbart News that they, they're using the drag queen influencer on the social media to be a quote-unquote digital ambassador to attempt to recruit, quote, a wide range of potential candidates into the U.S. Navy. Now, I don't, here's again this, the statement, I don't care what you do in your personal life. It makes no difference to me in any way, shape, or form. I don't care. I've told you before, I've seen the BBC documentary of this individual that thought they were a lamp post or inanimate objects in their apartment, and they would stand in their apartment with a lampshade on their head thinking that they were truly a lamp post to put the lampshade on their head. If that's what you feel like doing, I applaud you, I commend you, I think that that's awesome, and you should just live your life however you feel happy within the confines of your own home. I don't care. Doesn't make any any difference to me whatsoever what you do in the privacy of your home. Now, if you go outside and you put a lampshade on your head and you stand by the street, I'm hoping people aren't trying to pull your finger trying to turn on the lamp. And if they are, then we have a deeper serious issue in society. <laughs> in society. I don't care. If you choose to be a drag queen again, I don't care. All the power to you. Is that really the demographic that we're going at to try and get recruitment? And is that maybe a sign of desperation from the military, as we've talked about before, with the so few individuals that are qualified to join the military for certain reasons or another, that this is what they're trying to just widen that umbrella? Interesting take. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have a new theory, and I use this theory because I'm the eternal optimist, and I'm always trying to find the bright side of things. My new theory is the reason that the Navy is using 
a drag queen specifically for their quote-unquote new digital ambassador, the first one ever trying to widen that umbrella, is not only because we're desperate for recruits from the young generation to go in, so we, we just don't really care. And again, I don't really care what your personal choice is either. But man, it's a little bit of a change in the military, isn't it? Like when you think the military, I think of like Rambo. Uh, a killing machine that's just been trained to go crazy. Not someone who just likes to put on drag. And if you do, then all the part. Maybe Rambo put on drag. I don't really know. And if he did, I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me one way or the other. But the fact that they're going particularly after that demographic is kind of interesting. But me being the eternal optimist, here's my new theory. My new theory is the fact that they're going after them to try and um, try and create a false messaging system for the Russians, trying to throw them off the scent, so to speak, saying that we're going after the softer uh, individuals, going after the softer beta males in society. If you remember, they ran a campaign ad where you know all the military guys were doing these crazy trainings, and then they showed some of our ads uh, showing that we were a little bit softer and weaker. And I think that this is to throw them off, making them think that we're soft and weak, but we're really not. And we're going to completely dominate. So that's my theory. It's all a strategy to make us look not as wildly strong and awesome and Rambo-esque as we really are in society. That's my new theory, and I'm sticking to it. I don't really care. Let's get into what's trending and shift gears a little bit, shall we? What's trending today? All right, so we have social media, as you know, and we made the announcement earlier today that we're still battling social media. We're still battling the censorship. Uh, our social media under the radar for a lot of the algorithms uh, after getting banned on a couple of places, YouTube not liking us a whole lot. That ties in with Google, with the parent company as well. And as you know, when you try to Google something, Google doesn't really give you the information that you want because they screen and censor based on the algorithms and based on the wokeness of certain companies and certain things that you're looking for to give you the content that they want you to actually have. There is an alternative. And to talk about that along with what's going on in the digital industry, just Overall, really excited to have on a new guest on the program. He is the chief marketing officer of Tusk, the Tusk browser, which you can find at tuskbrowser.com, T-U-S-K browser.com, to get more information on them. But excited to have on here, Kalen Dore. Kalen, how are you, my friend? I'm good, brother. I'm really appreciative that you would have me on after talking about how Rambo we all are. You must have <laughs> gotten my headshot in the mail. Uh, and that must be why we're on today. I'm telling you, we are we're going for the Rambo style imaging here on this program, and you fit right into it. So welcome, <laughs> welcome in. No, it's it's a wild it's a wild messing messaging that we have, and it bleeds right into the ESG to the artificial intelligence coming from the government into Google and some of the algorithms there that you kind of have to be on the woke bandwagon in order to get seen online in many cases, don't you? Yeah, and, and what we're seeing here is, uh, you know, our, our economy is closely tied to what's going on online, and the one of the greatest lies that, I guess, the radical left, tech, social media, uh, you know, who whoever have you, right? One of the greatest lies I've ever told you is what's happening online does impact what's going on in real life, right? Mm -hmm. These are just nerds behind a keyboard. They don't know what they're doing. When in fact, you know, they've been using that as a guise to bend the rules of society to benefit them, bend these platforms to benefit them, uh, and absolutely outcast conservatives. So that's why it's what we do here at Tusk Browser, censorship-free. You can sort your results by political kind of ideology or affiliation, uh, which allows you, you know, you can either go and look at some of the ignorant arguments of the left, or you can 
read some of the news on the right that you want to see for the day. And it's a perfect way to combat censorship and, and kind of see both sides of the aisle because that marketplace of ideas has been dead for quite a bit now. It really has. Actually getting just information. What I think a lot of people are looking for just information without that slant one way or the other. Let's talk about censorship and and how they screen and filter some of the information. If you use a Google browser, if you use Google as a search engine, what are they doing? I mean, how are they screening certain things to where you're only getting one side or the other? How does that actually work internally? Yeah, well, well, well I think the, the most obvious example would be if you go to Google right now and type in January 6th, you're not going to see anything from any outlet that uh, you know, doesn't automatically call it a terrorist attack or uh, attack on democracy or what have you. Uh, whereas I think, you know, objectively what we've seen after a ton of, of hearings and uh, examination post, you know, post, post-mortem, uh, you can kind of see that it's not quite a terrorist attack. So, you know, we're, we're, working on finding ways to kind of filter out those buzzwords to make sure that you're able to get non-biased information. Because you better believe if Joy Reid is writing a headline, uh, it ain't going to be friendly towards conservatives, no matter how middle of the road, you know, MSNBC may seem to be or CNN, you know? Yeah, that is very true. Uh, when you guys created something like this, if, for example, you use that same one, we just type in January 6th, what would come up? It would be some of that, but it would just be all across the board, wouldn't it? It would just be any information for you to figure out what fits based on the common sense that you know of. Yeah, 100%. And this kind of goes counter to uh, one of the left. You know, they've got two big columns propping up their platform at the moment, right? And that is, one, they rely very heavily on gaslighting you into thinking what's happening in front of you isn't actually like real, right? We see this with gas prices. We see this with, you know, their weird, just truly bizarre, like transgender asphyxiation, like all of those things, right? So they don't want you to think that's real. But the other thing, and the thing that gets lost, you know, nine times out of 10 when we talk about this topic is that they want you to feel alone, right? If you don't have access to information or, or to uh, reliable sources that kind of reinforce your worldview when they make you feel like you're the only person who thinks or feels or, you know, smells the way that you do, right? They win. And so we want to knock down those barriers and also eliminate those crises of consciousness that you're you're kind of confronted with. with, Like, I don't know, I'd like to go buy a nice Nike tracksuit tomorrow, but I have to think twice about it because they're making... Uh, everything in China using slave labor, you know, and uh, we don't want you to have that crisis of consciousness. We want you to have access to the same things that the left does, so that way we can fight back, and that's kind of what we've been doing. That's what it's all about. I love it. We're talking with Kaylin Dort uh, with Tusk Browser, tuskbrowser.com. You can check it out. You can download the browser, and you can use that on your devices. Let's shift gears a little bit to social media, and I know that there's a big push right now to ban TikTok. There's a lot of polls out there that show a lot of individuals are concerned about TikTok and the infiltration of China. My stance has been uh, if you're concerned about the data collection at all, it shouldn't just be TikTok, but we should just be banning all social media because Facebook that's tied with Meta, that's tied with Instagram, that we have YouTube, that we have the Tweety, that we have all these that are already collecting all of our data. I, I don't see 
why TikTok is any worse than the other ones outside of the fact that it's going towards a foreign government, which could be a cause. But so much data is being collected from us at all times on what we're doing, what we're posting, and what we're saying. That is that a cause for concern, or do you think people just not care about that anymore? Yeah, I, I take a deep fact that you, you kind of want to look at this from like 30,000 feet up, right? And I, I'm an Army brat myself. I actually, uh, you know, we were stationed at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas for, for many, many years. Oh, okay. Um, you know, kind of kind of been, been all around. And without social media, I would never have been able to keep up with anybody that I knew growing up, yeah. right? Like the, the, there are very, very inherently good things. I honestly think, you know, uh, knowing a little bit more about other cultures and things like that, you know, maybe not being quite a globalist, but being globally aware, uh, you know, at the end of the day is a very important thing. I think a lot of social media uh, has has broken down a lot of barriers. And also, you know, what we're seeing with kind of like Tucker Carlson and some of these other guys is that we've not only used these, mastered a lot of these platforms, but some conservative content creators have mastered them in a way kind of dismantle legacy media uh, in a way that returns power to the consumer. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd say that there are a lot of things that are messed up about social media right now, uh, data collection, things like that, but it's not that they're doing it in every sense. It's just what they do with it, right? Like, I think, and, I, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, if I was scrolling Twitter and I was getting ads that were, like, you know, 20% off this thing that I actually wanted, then, yeah, like, hell yeah, I'd actually be cool with that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they're taking your data and they're selling it somewhere else. It's a completely and totally foreign concept. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, and, again, the concern with something like TikTok is the fact that it's being, it's going to China, whether it's the government, whether it's other marketing schemes in, in some way or whatever. Uh, my concern is something like the Restrict Act where they're going after this because, and, again, put the tinfoil hat on me for a second, I think that the fact that they're going after any foreign-based social media is cause for concern because of the fact that maybe we're seeing content from some of these other, you know, pundits, people that are going independent to different websites, independent streaming sites, whatever, that they don't have the purview to control that content. Therefore, we need to ban these social media sites under the fear of some type of data collection. And uh, it sounds like they're trying to consolidate power and control over the Internet right now. And I think that's a cause for concern for a lot of Republicans. Yeah, I mean, it should be a cause for concern. And the only thing uh, that, that gives me pause is I think, uh, you know, this, this piece of legislation uh, has been likened to, you know, being like Patriot Act 2.0 yeah. uh, and, and kind of reducing a lot of those protections that, that I think we really need. So, uh, you know, again, I, I think this is progress, right? We're, we're identifying the problem, the root problem, and that's a great thing. And we're taking action, and that, that's cool because, for so long, Congress has just kind of sat on their hands and not done anything about anything. Yep. Uh, so, like, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. My taxpayer dollars are funding something. <laughs> Doing something. Uh, That's right. Kaylin, Kay we got to get a little focus. Yeah, we got to take a hard break here. Hey, can you stick over one more segment with us? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love it. I want to continue on. I want to talk about some of the new things coming up, including artificial intelligence, AI, and some more with Tusk Browser as well. Lots more coming up. Stay the here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we try to do here on the program. Last few minutes of the show for a Wednesday. Multiple radio stations all over the place. Plus TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch, listen to us. Thank you. What up? And let's move through this. Wednesday. Carpe Deanisms all over the place. We're hanging out with a chief marketing officer for Tusk Browser. Tuskbrowser.com is the website. Highly recommend it, too. Go and check it out. Download the browser on your computer. You can use that as your new web browser search engine. Be able to check out everything without the biasness. The secure browser as well to make sure that they're not just doing the crazy metadata collection on you. And you can actually surf the web freely on that one. We're hanging out with uh, Kaylin Dorr, the Chief Marketing Officer for this. Let's talk about real quickly the technology and the way things are going because I am not a technically savvy individual, although I try to force myself to be because of the industry that I'm in. But uh, AI is the new thing. Chat, GPT, and all these other things that uh, is now the new rave. We see the head officers, the head designers of some of these AI industries walking away and can, expressing concerns about how intelligent quote-unquote these things are becoming and how reliant that we may become as a society is this a cause for concern or is this something that you think is going to vastly help society uh you know i i tend to have a crisis and i should be saying this to someone who's working a uh at a, at a search engine company but um i do have a little bit of a crisis of consciousness on this but I, i'll tell you exactly how and why i think this is paramount to the fight against big tech, it's paramount to the fight for free speech and honestly, you know, getting on and using, you know, conservative uh, uh, alternatives is just incredibly important because we are learning from history, right? If you take a look at what happened with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google and all of these alternatives that now boast you know, the most advanced technology on the planet, what did they do? They baked their liberal bias into the DNA of these platforms. Mm. And so now, no matter how hard we fight or how much we scream or kick, we will never, without dismantling, this is what Elon Musk is seeing now on Twitter, without completely dismantling everything that we've built things on, yeah. we'll be unable to win this battle. And so that's why it's very important. Look, 
You can think, you know, artificial intelligence is wacky nonsense. You could think it's going to bring, you know, a Terminator style, uh, you know, into the world. But what I'll say is that these are tools that are very useful and they would never, ever be available to conservatives ever if we don't get involved in this fight. You're letting the left dictate the terms of engagement going forward on this fight. Uh, and that is why I think it is absolutely paramount that alternative uh, artificial intelligence, like what we have with the Gipper, uh, G-I-P-P-R, over on Tusk, are very, very important. Yeah, I am really glad you mentioned that, because while conservatives are, I think, some of the old school individuals, in most cases, to where they don't like new technology, if it's not broken, don't fix it, don't need to upgrade. I mean, I'd, if I could, I'd go back to my flip phone instead of a smartphone kind of thing. That's a mentality that I've even taken in many positions, and a lot of people have as well on the conservative side. But you're right, because of our fighting of I guess you could say progress and the advancement of technology for so long, we get left behind. And then when we don't have our platform or we don't have the ability to have a presence on there, then we complain about it. If this is going to go, which it's going to, I mean, technology is going to advance whether we actually get on board with it or not. Uh, if we don't get on board with it and understand it and utilize it from the beginning, we're not going to have a position to utilize it. And that's when we're always left in the dark. And then we're never going to have a voice on these for the new generation. So uh, thank you. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a really important part that a lot of people don't like to acknowledge sometimes. Yeah, and, and what I've found, I mean, uh, my my life for the past three years has been you know, making sure conservatives have access uh, and, and are, are kind of we're destroying these barriers of access to, to conservative-minded folks. And so what I've found, especially with this product and this and this mission, is that a lot of us don't even know like what AI does or what it can do. Like mm. I wrote a press release the other day with this darn thing. It is so like just whip sharp and smarter and quicker than I could be. And um, you know, I think what we're finding is that we're we're need to start ushering kind of a, in a new guard of conservatives ideologically curious about these topics and i hope that's what we end up doing i love it i love it and the fact that you do have the gipper ai with the tusk tuskbrowser.com is the website go and check it out and it has those features you can learn it you can utilize it and you can be part of the advancement with new technology kaylin we're out of time my friend we got to get you back on again soon this is a great conversation let's do it again soon brother man it's a date you let me know when and where i'm there hey it sounds good we appreciate it my friend very much so that does it for us today podcast up in a bit that does it Enjoy the Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.